Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. On the move. A lot of time. Directing traffic. Gonna go deep. Have a man deep. It is caught for the touchdown. Corey Davis. Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break. To a throw the sideline. Let's go, man! (laughs) And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the good, the bad, and the Jets pop. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and alongside me is Spencer Klein. We are recording Thursday night. Just a few days away from week one, home opener, while we're in halftime of the Rams game. And I think we just got to start it off real quick with uh, this Zach Wilson news about him being out until, I guess, at least week four, which would kind of be a disaster if he misses anything after week four. So what are your thoughts, Spence, on uh, on Zach Wilson? You know, at first I felt like it was a little bit of just uh... – an optics game, but I guess I think I'm kind of changing my my thought to that simply. Just it's just a weird way that they went about it. Like, no reason to tip your hand if you know he's going to be out that long, and if if he actually doesn't need to be out that long, and it's more of like getting concerned that the, uh, the, the offensive lineman unit specifically needs to gel a little more, then you're missing valuable games if he really could be out there before. So, the difficult one. I I don't really know. So my overall take is, I think it has to be some. It has to be something health related because he practiced this week without the brace, and then all of a sudden the day after he's then not cleared and he's out four more weeks. If it's about the offensive line and the offense as a whole, that's just poor management on the staff, the front office, whoever you want to blame there. It's never going to be a perfect situation. <laughs> like other quarterbacks, just you got to be ready to go out there and perform with what's with what your cards are in your hands. Simply, like you can't go put uh, you know reshuffle it all. This is the group. Once he's ready, just you just got to get out there. Simply, and yeah, I mean we're we're get, we're playing a guessing game right now. It just was uh, it was just very out of nowhere the way they went about it. That's why like I don't really have a have a strong take on it all. It's not like the offensive line is in shambles either. It's better than it was last year. Can't yeah. ranked maybe I think it was thirteen or fourteen by PFF if you care about that. So it's not going to be a top ten unit with Beckton not being there and now Dwayne Brown's hurt and if Dwayne Brown's out for week one, that's a big disaster. But we'll get to that in a bit. It's just stupid if they're holding him out just because they want him to be in a perfect scenario, because like you said, that's not going to happen. If he's not 100%, then that's fine. We're never going to know the answer, probably, but it's just not ideal. Look, my, my one take to it, and I know this is what I said to you before we hopped on, is like, why tell other teams publicly what you're doing? <laughs> like, just, just go week to week. Even if you knew internally it was going to be a couple more weeks, just don't say it. Don't put it out there. That's... And if 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 uh, you know if league 
professional think that's just being silly like not silly to me like what why would you want to have uh, give any type of uh tip to another competitive excuse me, excuse me to another competing team with you like and the yeah. ravens know they're doing the same with jk dobbins i bet Do- i bet dobbins doesn't play but they're not ruling him out yet a lot of teams do this kenneth walker with seattle I think Zach Ertz with Arizona, like all of these guys are probably not playing, but the coaching staff doesn't rule them out just so the other team can prepare for them. This is maybe it's just the staff being new and not knowing what's best for business. Yep. And that's, that's what I was going to say. Maybe to sum it up was like, they need to, uh, they need to figure out their messaging. They've (laughs) had a couple of the problems. (laughs) So that's for to go uh, have a conversation internally about. It's not that hard. Like we, like you say, we can do it. So yes, it's not. yeah. <laughs> so that's all. That's all we got on Zach. Uh, it's it's game week. We will be there in the parking lot, eight a.m. sharp. I am ready for our fried eggs, burgers, hot dogs, and and buff chick dip. And I think we can just jump into the week one preview. Our first preview, official preview of the year after this we'll do a, a schedule prediction as well so why don't you kick things off what are your thoughts on uh week one what's going on over in your head i i feel comfortable heading into this game certainly some uh you know health issues but that was always going to somehow end up being the case but the ravens are also dealing with some of their own health issues as you just mentioned jk dobbins their left tackle also ronnie stanley missed practice this week uh, p- both teams have some things to deal with, simply. So it's going to be put your best foot out there. And I think the Ravens this year, I-, I don't fear them like they've been feared in the past. Obviously, Lamar is a tremendous talent. Mark Andrews is a tremendous talent. Bateman's solid, but he's unproven so far. After that, like, honestly, I don't fear one player on the offensive side for the Ravens. It is not a concern for me one bit. And will one of those players probably do something that shouldn't happen? I'm sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, on that side of the ball, I'm not as concerned. I'll pause there before we talk the other side of the ball. I, I do think the Jets' defense should uh, should be able to handle them there and, and get pressure. That, that's going to be the biggest thing. They actually have a good and, a, uh, excuse me, in depth on the D-line. I'm expecting them to wreak havoc and, my one guy, Carl Lawson, I'm just expecting him back from him. Yeah, so home opener uh, against Baltimore on, on Sunday. I forgot to mention that before. I agree with you for the most part. I really don't think the defense is going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson from running because it seems like this defense can't do much with, with a running quarterback. Maybe Quan Alexander will help that because Quincy obviously won't. And we, we've seen him take bad angles before. So maybe Quan Alexander, if he's starting with Mosley, will, will be a big help on on that end. Or just put a spy on him, like we usually say with running quarterbacks. And no one listens to us. So, so you have Lamar to watch out for. The running back room, even if Dobbins is playing, he's not going to be 100%. So it's going to be... Kenyon Drake, who's washed, Mike Davis, who doesn't scare me, and a not 100% if he plays J.K. Dobbins, so I don't th- think he will. And the run defense was last in the league last year. They beefed up the defensive line. 
maybe they are running a different scheme. Probably not. <laughs> but I do think they shouldn't get destroyed on the ground besides Lamar Jackson and besides Bateman. I disagree with you. I think Bateman's good. I don't think he's a wide receiver one, but for this team it works because you have Mark Andrews who is awesome. So if you put sauce on Bateman, then Duvernay, uh, James Poach, Poche, and, and Tylen Wallace should not be doing anything. It should just be Bateman and Andrews you got to worry about. And Despite the non-Andrews Bateman crowd, yeah. I'm going to be complaining. <laughs> <laughs> No reason they should be making plays. DJ Reed should be able to take care of that, no problem. And he, DJ Reed, speaking about that, he did practice today. I'm pretty sure. So I yeah, think healthy again. Be out there unless I mean, yeah, unless there's a setback before Sunday. But tomorrow's probably the last uh, activity day for them on Thursday. And speaking about the secondary, I did want to mention I, I think the addition of Reed, who was a good run stopper, and Jordan Whitehead. I'm hoping, and I'm sure the front office is hoping as well, that those two additions will help a lot with a, a running quarterback and the run game in general. So on paper, the Jets shouldn't be too outmatched. I do think the Ravens are going to be back to their usual selves. I, I have them winning the division. But the Jets should remain competitive, and they really shouldn't get blown out on defense. Absolutely. I, I mean, we, we can't underrate the, the safety changes that are just back there. Like, heading into last year, I mean, yeah, you had May, but you have Whitehead, who, I mean, better player at this stage. You had Joyner, who played a, what, a quarter of week one, then you threw Ashton Davis basically right back out there. Like, now you have two veterans that, that should know what they're doing in center field out there. I feel much better about that for, for them to take care of a potential big runner make you know changes from from the the depth they're on on the field. Yeah, I mean I I mean yeah, they're going to score points the Ravens. I'm not saying I'm not saying a shutout or anything ridiculous like that. But like I I do really feel they should be able to not uh yeah, like just it should not be a 30 point outing from the Ravens it shouldn't be a 24 plus outing. Maybe 20, sure. But before well, we haven't talked about the other side of the ball yet, but we'll to me, if they let up twenty, that should put them in a good spot to be competitive in uh in the ball game. Yeah, I agree. But hope and, less, but I'm being realistic. They're going to put some points on the board. And l- let's do this for every game preview. I want to get an MVP from both sides of the ball. So my MVP for the defense, I think it's going to be Whitehead with with a running quarterback and a strong run game that the Ravens like to implement. The run defense is going to have to step up and. That's probably his biggest strength as, as a safety. Jordan Whitehead is this run support. So I'm going to say Whitehead's a, a big contributor on the defense and, and helps. It, it's They're going to run for a lot, no matter who's running the ball. That's just what they do. But maybe it won't be as absurd as what it could have been. I like it. I definitely like it. I know who you know, but you know who I'm going. So yes. Our loss is a year away from the game. Little story actually that Connor Hughes put out there. It's um I think it's believe it's his first the first time his father seeing him either yep. live or play live in a long time. I, I don't recall exactly, but the story's just building up for him to go out there and just kick ass. <laughs> he said it. I, I'm expecting a sack at him. I'm expecting him to really like 
literally disrupt the game, what they paid him to do. <laughs> like, get out there and just be a monster. So I'm going to go with Carl Lawson. That's going to keep the Jets very in the ballgame on the defensive side. All right, so let's switch over to the offense. Obviously, Zach Wilson is not playing. We have Joe Flacco under center. Everyone else seems to be healthy. I, I'm nervous about Dwayne Brown. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. So today's Thursday again. He was being evaluated for a shoulder injury. So I'm going to go with worst case scenario here. He doesn't play. What happens? I mean, I think you got to just slide George Fan back over to the left side, and and yeah, you got to throw Max Mitchell right into it. Simply, I you, you cannot put Connor McDermott out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, that guy's not an, an NFL backup. He is bad. <laughs> so like he, by default, it's it, it just got to be Max Mitchell to me. I told you today, I would throw up if McDermott's playing. I, I would be very <laughs> uncomfortable. Like. Starting snap simply a left tackle problem. So and I'm hoping that would plan if Dwayne Brown does have to miss it. But let's let's not jump ahead of that. There there has been no further uh report on it yet. He's just getting evaluated simply. And I, I will make one comment about something you said to me. I would not move ABT over to tackle. I think that might hinder his development. He's already changing positions this season to um, the other side of the playing guard. So I'd keep him at guards and, and throw Mitchell in. Just no McDermott, please. Yeah, I thought on that was like if they're like really afraid of tossing Mitchell out there as a rookie. Like if, if you want to just toss a, a better veteran out there. Like I know ABT does have some tackle flexibility and you could put Feeney in there that guard. Look, it's not an ideal answer either way. <laughs> at the moment, your best bet if they do need to make a change due to the injury. For Brown would just would, would be Max Mitchell on the right side simply and yep. give him the reps. And if it works out, obviously, well, you'll we'll, you have to test it out regardless. It's not like an if thing if if uh, Dwayne Brown is out. Yeah, and we'll find out on Friday, I'm sure, in the injury report. Yep. Odd will come up. So hopefully he's playing. I'm I would be very worried if he's not. That it won't affect my prediction too much, but. It wouldn't be great for the offense. Yeah, and I guess with that, we can talk about the revamped skill players. I'm excited for them. Not an easy matchup. Ravens, definitely a good defensive team. No doubt about that. We'll give them a ton of credit there as well. Yeah, they had a they had a down year last year, but I'm I'm fully expecting them to be the usual top ten defense. Exactly. Good secondary. Good linebackers. So no, well. I, LaFleur now with the year under his belt. Let's see what he could do out there. Uh, I mean, with, with Flacco under center, I do feel fine. Not that I don't feel fine with Elijah Moore with anyone else there right now, but had his best games with Flacco out there. So I think that's a positive. Uh, Davis, fresh start this year. Forget all the drops and the nonsense last year and just come out there be ready to go. The tight ends going to be a massive difference. You want to run your 12 personnel? Go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> But Tyler Conklin, I'm sure. So I'll let you dive into him. But it's going to be a huge difference of the game. I mean, I think Conklin's going to be their main pass catcher, it seems. And I would feed him early. I know the the linebackers of the Ravens are good. But using two tight ends and being able to is a, a really big advantage. 
it should be a big difference maker for the whole season. Yeah. Like we, we were so frustrated last year when they were tossing out Croft and Ryan Griffin or the or Wesco, whatever it may be. Like now you can do those things and there won't be complaints. You have the talent for it to work. So and I think they'll be ready to do that on Sunday. I, that not afraid that it's just let me rephrase it. I think the floor will be able to scheme up plays to get them in space and, and do some things. And then, I mean, the most important part, or I guess arguably the most important part, the Hall-Carter or the Carter-Hall, whichever order you want to go with tandem. I expect to still see a, a, a ton of them on Sunday. I don't think uh, Flath is dropping back and throwing 35 balls. I'd be concerned if he is. But I'm interested to see... How they're splitting it. Yeah. Like, I, it seems like Carter's still the number one guy. I don't really know, but by the end of the season, Hall will be the number one. Maybe for the first few games, they'll ease Hall in, even though I don't think they need to. I think he's great as he is, but maybe it'll be more of a 50 50 split than a 70 30. I think it could it could also be a hot hand thing. Like I I'm just expecting Hall at some point to have one of those sixty plus yard touchdowns. It's just gonna come. It's, he has that explosion. Not that, and Carter can do stuff like that too. We saw it last year, but once once Hall breaks one of those big ones, that's where I feel the change. And it might, it might happen week one. I don't, I'm not ruling anything out there. He's a he's a stuck. <laughs> so that's where I think we'll we'll, we'll see how. The, and fine with either one of them out. Here, let's say it this way. Both of them should be on the field. One of the two, sorry, should be on the field at all times. There should not be Ty Johnson really doing anything outside of like a a handful of snaps maybe to just, if they really need a breather, outside of that, it literally should be the the two-man show all day. I'm fuming if I see a pass attempt to Johnson. Yeah, he shouldn't be really doing anything at all, simply. But I do the offense. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll slow up there. Uh, I'm also excited for the other rookie, Garrett Wilson. I want to see what his role is going to be more importantly to see like how much are they going to play him because it seems like he's behind on the depth chart right now. Yeah, like, obviously, like Berrios has his role. He should definitely be out there. He he showed that he's worth it. But don't let that at the same time like take Garrett Wilson off the field. Like you could, I don't feel like they're all tied to one role on the offense. Like. Ideally, I want to be seeing the more Davis Wilson trio out there the most. Like, figure it out. <laughs> like, you need to <laughs> breathe and more breathe. Like, you need to have two of those three on the field at at once. Like, well, he was taking the second overall wideout for a reason. Simply because he he can make plays. He's a game changer, a playmaker. Like, put up, put the points on the board now. Let's go. <laughs> it's like just stop dilly dowing. It's gonna. I don't. I'm excited. Just. I'm very excited to have Wilson and Moore out there together. I think we've been envisioning something like that for a long time, simply. So and asking for is get them both out there a lot on Sunday. Don't literally don't ease Wilson. Talk the shit with that. I mean, same thing with Hall though. They traded up together. There's a reason he was the first back taken. He was a first round talent, yeah. but I don't want them to ease him in either. It, no, but there's no either. No, not even offense. Just like there isn't. Get them out there. Let, let's let's score points. You got to start playing 
competitive games and starts starts right away. Simply, if laughing as I say, because we know this is stuff in the past we've seen you. Yeah, he's in the game plan, but no, come out, come out hot with the young talent. Let, let them go right into it. If they're punting the first few games by not playing Wilson for whatever reason, why not get the rookie reps if they want Wilson to be at a hundred percent with his full cast? Then. Get everyone ready for it. Yeah, I argue you say this is the time to get him out there with Flacco, who probably like he's going to be whether he performs well or not, he's going to be comfortable. Like I rather rather get Wilson comfortable now than if he needs to get comfortable. But I also don't think he needs to get comfortable. He he showed some flesh in the summer in camp in some of the preseason action. Revenge images like <laughs> he's good. He's <laughs> good. He will be my pick for the MVP of the offense. Joe Flacco revenge game, book it. You know, I'm going to go with the cliche one, but I think it's Elijah Moore. I think he's going to come right out hot and give a give them a big day, keep them in the ball game. I'll say he'll – I don't know. Oh, let me give a number, I guess. He's going to score a touchdown, and I think he puts up like 80 yards in the day. on, on Five for 80 and a TD for Elijah Moore, and that keeps them heavily in the game. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. As long as it's just competitive football, and we can go into our score predictions because I don't think they're gonna win, but I think they can keep it competitive enough. I I, I can see a twenty-three to seventeen loss. That's my prediction. They cover the spread. The six week one. I'm completely putting my bias in there, not denying it one bit because we're gonna be in the building. The vibes, everything. <laughs> They're winning the ball game 24 20. All right. I'll call it there. As I said, I'll let them score 20 in the Ravens. I think that's going to probably happen regardless. But I think the offense will get it done and they'll start off 1 0. And we'll, uh, I guess, with that, do we go into the season predictions, the big, the big preseason one? Yes. And this is our first game prediction, and we are already. Not on the same page. So that's... Last year, I think we were too on too much on the same page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good way to start. Yeah. So, all right. So we have our our predictions for week one. Let's go into week two at Cleveland against Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns. I really, really want to say a win. I'm a little hesitant to do so, but I'm going to say uh, this should be another win. Uh, another, not this should be their first win of the season. <laughs> like I say, I'm sorry, you can't, I can't not be picking them to beat Jacoby Brissett with all the <laughs> they made. Like, that would be an unacceptable loss, even with Flacco out there. I, I don't care. You got to win that ball game. And I expect them to win that ball game, honestly. And I believe right now they're currently not favored. The Browns actually, you know, there's some early lines. Always oh, out. The Browns are favored by a couple of games. There's no way the Jets will be favored in the game this year. Yeah. Oh, well, We'll see towards the end of the season. So they, they do have well. When we get there, I'll tell you the ones where I think it's a possibility. Fair, fair. I guess with my current start, I'm I'm seeing a two and zero start, and uh, yeah, I mean you just got to beat Jacoby Brissett. It's simple as that, and I expect it to happen. So we have one and one, and you have two and zero going into MetLife Week Three against Cincinnati. Blacko will start this game as well. It's tough for me to say a loss for this game because they did win last year. 
with Mike White, I just don't think they can recapture that magic again. I think since he was just caught off guard and they just had a bad game, I I think since he is going to be the five or six seed this this year in the playoffs, so I'm going to say since he wins this one. I think we're on the same page on this one. I will give the L here. <laughs> Since he, since he also had a ton of reinforcements, it was kind of interesting. Like, yes, they obviously were so much better than the Jets last year. But, like, they also were in a similar cap situation. Added a ton, revamped O-line, just added talent all across the board to go with the original great talent they already had. They're going to win the ball game. They, they're, they're a good football team. Yep. So, two and one. For, I, I mean, yeah, one and two for you, two and one for me. I mean, I'm laughing as we're talking about the Steeler game, too. <laughs> like, do you not want me to say they sh- I expect them to beat Michigan <laughs> or if you were to somehow lose the job that ki- quick, can he pick it? Hard press for me to not expect the W there. So you're, so you're going to say three and one? I Coming out of Pittsburgh? Final thought there. All right. I'm going to go two and two. I'm actually going to give an L there. I can get to the game where just the, for no specific reason, just as we're doing a schedule, excuse me. Yeah, a schedule prediction. Couldn't get that out of my mouth. They're going to have a turnover game on the offensive side. It's going to be the Steelers' defense that makes the difference, and they lose on the road there, simply. Road game in that environment also isn't easy, no matter who's that quarterback for Pittsburgh. Like, Real estate Trubisky now might be what Ben was last year. And yeah, I'll I'll put that as an L on the board, I think, for my reasons I just shared. <laughs> so Pittsburgh's a really tough place to play. I am gonna go out on a limb here. I say Wilson returns week four in Pittsburgh, gets the win against Trubisky and the Steelers. The Steelers defense isn't what it was. It's not as good as it used to be. It's not as scary. And if they can lock down Najee Harris, then they should be in good shape. So I'm going to say two and two. So we're both two and two after the AFC. I, I just I can't go three and one. It's just too absurd. <laughs> I really like realistically wanted to and, and put in, and make the Steelers game a W, but it's, it's it's also as you do these predictions, there's going to be things that you just know won't happen. <laughs> That you want to happen. So, my logic behind that. So, all right, they end the AFC North run and come back from Miami. Miami at home should be a win. Like, whether, if, along with the prediction here, I expect, I mean, I guess I'm jumping ahead of it, but I expect them to, or the goal is to split. You got to win your home against them. So, as well, I'm, I'm going to give the W at home three I, two at that point. Also, don't think two is that good. They can yeah. definitely they the run games Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. That's not scaring anyone. They they had a lot of trouble locking up Jalen Waddle last season. I remember that game. He was running all over the field. I'm hoping Sauce can and Reed can help out in that scenario, but Waddle and Hill are gonna be tough to stop. So you just confirm you're giving a W there at home? I am giving a W. It's gonna be tough though. Yep. No, it. Why, yeah, Miami, they got better. No one's denying that. They're not going to be, a, there's no walk in the park there on, on either way, home or away. But yeah, you got to, you got to win that game simply. 
you got to be a you have to be a serious team <laughs> simply <laughs> so i think yeah we're on the same page 3 and 2 heading heading into lambo i mean i'll i'll say this already about green bay i don't fear them as much as what they were they without Devontae, that's a different offense obviously aaron is is still aaron <laughs> I am predicting an L, as I just said. I don't fear them as much. I think that's just going to be too much on the road. Aaron's still going to lead Green Bay to easily probably twelve plus wins, and that's a game they are they're going to win at home. Green Bay, so three and three for me at this stage of a uh, game six. Right now, the Packers. I'm looking on the ESPN are nine point five favorite. I think the Packers blow the Jets out. I think this is going to yep. be the first game of the season at Lambeau. It's going to be cold. It's it's going to be rough. I think Rodgers will carve up the defense. I don't think they'll have a chance. So I could see it like 42-16 kind of game. So I'll take a loss there. Fair. I think we're, we're on the same page <laughs> with that so we're, one. We're 3-3 three coming out of Lambeau. Jets go over the Denver. And last year's Denver game was the most inexcusable loss they've had in a while. 26 nothing against Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. I'm going to say they lose again in Denver to Russ and, and the Broncos this time. Yeah, I, I can't pick a W here either. Denver is, with the Russ addition, is just, they're a serious team. <laughs> Simply, obviously, a serious team before that even, but they're good. That's just not a game the Jets have enough talent to overcome. It's just a simple L on the road in that environment as well. <laughs> So three and four at that point. Not much more I have to say about the the that stretch. There's going to be a bad stretch. I think we're going to be we're going to be feeling some emotions at that time when we're talking those two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, three, that's four, seven is where we're both at. Two really tough road games back to back. Yeah, but look, get it out of the way early in the year, especially with I know we're not there yet, but what they what they have in the latter half. I'm not a not. I won't be that upset if that happens at the time. Yeah, so they come, they come back home for Halloween weekend against the Patriots. I'm going to say a win here, barely. They barely get the win here. Because they, they have to split with the Patriots. Gotta, yeah, I was just going to win that game. I'm, I'm going 4-4 four and four as well. They're getting the W there. I, I don't even care about the matches, but I'm just not accepting an L there. <laughs> you have to win that game at home this year and cut the crap of just not being able to compete with them. They... They literally had nothing this long season. They lost more. They okay. lost a lot on defense. They're, they lost J.C. Jackson, one of the McCordys, Dante Hightower, and they have two idiots calling plays on offense in Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Yeah, and we'll, we'll do the preview that week, of course. But, like, I'm already looking now. That that matchup on paper, their offense versus the Jets' current, well, health will change by then, of course. But, like, as of right now, if those teams were to match up right now, I feel very good heading into that ball game, even with what the history is there. Yeah. So four and four after the first eight. Not the worst after the first eight with that. Well, actually, I'm, let me slow down. <laughs> I'm laughing. The next ball game after the a home win against New England is a home game against Buffalo. I'm not expecting. expecting, obviously, an 0-2 Stretch against Buffalo. I'm hinting already at the second one, but there's no yep. surprise there. L at home, Buffalo is too good of a team to, uh, to, for them to beat, <laughs> simply. 
they'll they'll get blown out like thirty one ten. So four and five. I'll leave at halftime for that one. <laughs> Next one, I think we might differ, but let's let's see. I'll let you kick it off. Don't tell me they're winning at Foxborough. They're not winning at Foxborough. Post bye week. Here, I'm gonna give my logic. They, we're already different. Post bye week, you have two weeks to prepare for that game. You know I, they are prepared. I, I against them this year. That team is not good. They, they, Brady isn't there anymore. Edelman's not there anymore. Gronk isn't there. They're all gone. It is not the Patriots that some of us. Sorry, I'm not saying us. I don't. You don't either. Some others seem to view them as. I yes, I want to sweep this year, and I'm predicting that in our prediction, bold or whatever you want. No way. Going with it. That is bold. The Jets are never prepared after a bye week. I'm not giving the staff the benefit of the doubt until they prove it. That is, and that's fair. So I got what am I five and five? I think. And you have them, I guess. Then what? For, well, so if you're predicting L, you got four and six. Yep. Okay, fair enough. And then the Jets have another home game against Chicago, and according to ESPN, they are a favorite, actually. Minus 1.5 for this game. Gotta win that game. <laughs> that's, that's a must-win. That's an excusable. Five easily for me there. Yeah, it, it's inexcusable. They can't lose that game against Chicago at yep. home. So, I have them at 5-6. and six. Then they go to Minnesota the next week. I'm going to have them lose that game 5-7. and seven. Vikings offense is just too good. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, even Cousins. And even though their defense isn't great, I don't think the Jets can keep up with that offense. Justin Jefferson will destroy that secondary. Yeah, they're still a tough team, Minnesota. They might be like the magical 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight in that range type of team. But, like, they're good. They got a good offense. Still talent on the defensive side. I agree. Gonna give the Vikings and, and on the road, Vikings W there simply. And then they go to Buffalo after that, which is another loss. Not much more to say there. Two L's. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I think I'm at. Am I at six and seven? I believe. Yeah, I'm at five and eight. Okay. So then they have two home games in a row. They have the Lions first, which they are also favored in. Another inexcusable loss here. So they have to win this game. I'm giving them a win here. So I have them at, what, 6-8 and eight right now, beating no. the Lions and Jared Goff. No reason they, they should lose this game. I mean, like, here, okay, I see the next three games upcoming. Jumping ahead a bit, but I'll, I'll give my logic here. Lions, Jags, Seahawks. Yes, I'm looking at this and saying I, I expect three wins. <laughs> I can't say I'm not expecting it. No. But, Grouping my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna group my prediction together. I think they take two out of three, and that's my, my expectation. Yeah, and my L, I mean, here's that you asking me to pick an L of those three. I just feel like one of those they're just not gonna do what they need to do, and just gonna fall. Which one? So, so all right, if you're asking me to really pick one, I, I feel well, this is a schedule prediction. <laughs> that I didn't want to pick it because I'm embarrassed to say they lose <laughs> one of these teams. You know what? I mean, it's not one I'm going to be happy about, but I feel like the Jags at home is going to be a letdown. I, I can't lose to that Seattle. Even though that's another tough road environment, they stink. Seattle? Jags, they still did add some talent. I can't deny that. They added players, so 
I would say that's the one where they just they just don't get it done at home this year. And and, uh, and Lawrence wins the Lawrence Wilson battle of those. So, so you have you have the Lions and you have the Lions as a win. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lions W, Jags and L at home. They just don't do what they're supposed to do. But then they come back into Seattle and t- and and take care of business. And I guess at that point, I'm eight and eight. But I'll turn it to you. What, what's your? Well, I guess where are you at seven and nine? Then there, I believe. Well, you just went three in a row, so I got to catch up. <laughs> well, it was it's it's a grouping these three games simply. Well, my expectation is two and two and one with these three games, mm-hmm. no matter how you want to slice it. I think they beat the Lions. I think they beat the Jags again at home. Seattle, I think, is gonna be tough. It's a Seattle road game, and Seattle's probably one of the hardest places to play. They still have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. I'm sure Kenneth Walker will be great by then. And it's a Geno Smith revenge game. Like, you know he's going to ball out against the Jets. And we're going to be happy for him. (laughs) So certainly will. All right, so we're at 8-8. and It's week, I guess it's week 18 (laughs) with the bye. So week 18, let's say in this situation, they're in the hunt. Could be a win-and-in game. Could be a win-and-scenario game. What are they doing on the road in Miami? You're asking me? Asking both. But if you, you want me to get started, I can go. I could, well, I, whatever I, you want. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I, I didn't know you were. I thought it was a rhetorical question. I think they're going to lose that game. Yeah. As much as I would love to say a W, it's just... I kind of going on the number that I kind of had in my head as at eight wins. If they, like we said, split with Miami, and they finish eight and nine, and whatever that leaves them, standings wise, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think they would be in a winning end position in nine and eight, at eight and eight. Maybe that was a little strong to say. Maybe like a winning scenario situation. I probably. think yeah, winning if they win and they get help, I think that's fair to expect. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, to sum it up, we are the same in uh, <laughs> with predictions. A but... different path, but look, I know there's yeah. a couple things in mind that I certainly like. If I like, if I were to take the Jet bias out, like obviously, very possible they lose on Sunday against Baltimore. Not a, not a, even close to a lock at all that they would sweep New England. But like, could they? somehow maybe sweep Miami do they not mess up in those that last three stretch of um excuse me of the Lions Jacksonville and Seattle like there's a lot of a lot of things that just do they maybe show up in a eh, they're not showing up in Green Bay or Denver that's a little lofty to say then yeah how about this the AFC North game do they show up and and win well I know we had a little bit of differences there but there's other things that could change there but I think yeah the sweet spot I mean, I guess is the seven to nine win range. I think that's where they, I mean, they have to land. <laughs> Not even what I think they land. Like they have to be there. Well, the the over is five point five. If they get, if they don't hit the over, people need to be fired. I mean, even like a six and eleven, I'm not happy with. Like you, seven and nine, like I'm not thrilled with. But like that, that's it's prog. That's progress in the right direction. I I can deal with seven wins. Yeah, I think they cap out at nine. Like maybe they. Some of those hypotheticals that we discussed like happen, and then they finish as not an eight team. But yeah, I think I mean eight eight makes sense. <laughs> it does, but well, 
easy to say this when it's on paper. So, I mean, they can easily finish eight and nine just as easy as they can finish six and 11. Absolutely. Yep. And just as easy as they can finish nine and eight. I, I don't yep. think that's ridiculous to say as well. Or 12 and five. Let's get crazy. <laughs> Would love <laughs> it, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll calm down on that yeah. one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this is it now. Get the show on the on uh on it on the rip. I was gonna say that, but it's just let's get it started. Let's get <laughs> Sunday here. Let's rock and roll. Show up, perform, and and just make it happen. This needs to be a competitive season. It's simple as that. Yes, I can't wait for the buff chicken dip on Sunday. Ha- it's Sunday yet? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, the the tailgate's more important than the actual game. Hundred <laughs> percent. We will be there at eight a.m. So. Get ready. It's going to be quick. Only a few days away. Those will be launching Friday, so two days away from the home opener. Let's just hope they don't get embarrassed and they're just competitive, especially in all the losses. Just be competitive. That's all I have to say. Yeah, like if they if they if they were to be seven and ten, like and you those ten losses were like interesting ball games, not like a fifty to ten, forty to. 15 disaster, the tone will be different. For, like, I, I, Jets fan, would, would agree with it. The tone would be different. So, as you just said, that be, be a, oh, you say be competitive. I just, just be serious. <laughs> Not being unserious. Agree. So I think with that, we can wrap up, leave it there, and, yep, wait for Sunday. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow me on Twitter. Or follow the pod first on Twitter at Good Bad Jets Pod. Um, I keep forgetting about the Instagram. I gotta look into that, but that's still down. So don't follow us on there. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Be Ferris Verified. All of our episodes are tweeted live whenever they are up. Yep. And as always, thank you, Brandon. You can check me out on Twitter at SKlein8241033. And on TikTok at NYJetsSK824. Last time I'm saying it, the <laughs> home opener TikTok will be happy Sunday. Can't wait for it. Let's get it here. One question. Yes. What random food, food item do you think someone's going to bring to the tailgate on Sunday? So, someone's gonna bring some shitty pretzels that just suck. At it. <laughs> it's always a, it's it's an easy one to toss on the table and add to the snack table, but yeah, you gotta <laughs> gotta bring the right back. So that I think that's what's gonna happen there. It's gonna be a bad day. I could I I think someone brings alcohol that no one drinks. That's my prediction. A fair one as well. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoy this upcoming weekend hope you enjoy the game we hope we enjoy the game hope they win and if you're going to the game let's get loud let's get rowdy and let's get a win